Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your name. Hello and welcome to Signs of Life Radio. I'm Kimberly Savate, Director of the Comlock Center, and I, along with Dr. Betty J. Kovach, author of The Miracle of Death, There is Nothing But Life, and Merchants of Light, the Consciousness that is Changing the World, as well as Forever Family Certified Medium, Janet Mayer, who is also author of Spirits, They Are Present, are happy to welcome you to this evening's show that is focused on your personal experiences. Everyone has a story to share, and we invite you to call in and to share yours. Feel free to ask a comment, give a question, share personal experiences. We like to focus on stories that defy mainstream thinking because so many people don't have enough people to discuss these things with and try and understand them better. And we like to try and help you and learn better how to integrate them into our daily lives. So first off, I'll give you the call-in number, please. Take your pens in hand. It's 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And welcome, Betty and Janet. (laughs) Thank you. Hello. Thank you. It's good to be here. It is good to be here. Yes, it's a, a time when everybody needs to focus on what's happening in the inner world since there's so many disastrous things happening in the outer world. Yes, that's true. That's true. This is a good time to, um, you know, call in and give us your story and share. And, you know, that's what I always look forward to, to hear what everyone has to say and what kind of stories, you know, spirit brings through. Yes, for sure. Do we have a caller? And Beth from Maryland is answering the call. Hi, Beth. (laughs) Thank you for calling in. Hi, Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi, Beth. I'm so good. It's so great to be able to get through and share my story with you. Um, <laughs> it is. I'm so excited. Um, I've always believed in the universe, and, and I never believed that death was final. But in my 20s, I, I sort of became interested in the metaphysics for a while. And then, you know, it, it moved, I moved on and um, lost touch with it. But then... Um, I've been pretty fortunate in my life that I haven't had many loved ones that have passed. So it, it didn't become, you know, a forefront. Um, my parents passed and, um, but my mom had dementia and then my dad passed after a terminal illness. So while their passing was sad, it was expected. And we had time before they died to do our, you know, see you later. We, we all believed that this wasn't final and, um, so it wasn't, it wasn't devastating, but that all changed, um, last August when my son passed and it was unexpected. Um, and it, the grief was, you know, as you can expect when your kid passes and, and, and 
they aren't supposed to go before you. Um, it was gut-wrenching. It was debilitating. But I, I found myself reading a book by another mom who experienced the same kind of passing that I had. And, and she talked a lot about continuing to talk to them and stressing that, you know, they still heard you. They were still with you. And somewhere in that book, I, um, she mentioned the Forever Family Foundation. And I have to tell you, and that's why I called in, I wanted to share. You know, I looked them up, and that just started me down a wormhole, and I it opened up a whole new world to me. I started immediately feeling the veil of grief that I had with his passing start to lift. I read everything I could get my hands on. I learned all I could to help me come to terms with, with his passing. And I think a couple of... Uh, turning points. I read Laura Lynn Jackson's book and I started asking him for a specific sign. She said, ask him for specific stuff. And um, I asked him for a sign that that was unusual. It was a necklace in the shape of a pyramid um, that I had given him and, and he coveted. And so that day I started seeing pyramids and that's not something you see every day. So it's wow, not like the yeah. white car syndrome, you know? You want a uh-huh. white car, and so you start seeing a lot of white cars. Yep. Um, it, it wasn't like that. It was it was pyramids. And so it was almost like, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, you can hear me. Um, so in my mind, that connection was really established in that moment, and I was so relieved. So I started having fun with it. I started feeling, you know, coming to terms with his passing. And um, I finally met with one of the Forever Families mediums. And I know full well you can't determine who comes to the party. And <laughs> knowing my parents as they did, they came forward first. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then and then finally I asked, you know, is there anyone else? And my son came through. Um, um, he did talk about his passing a bit. And I realized later, you know, it's such a rush. It was my first medium reading. It was such a rush. You start, you don't realize uh, it's just amazing. And he started talking about what I realized later was his celebration. And um, so he saw it. Um, and he asked me to send his love to his friends. And I started doing that. And on the days I did it, um, his, I would get signs from him like, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Um, oh. But, yeah, it was so cool. But, you know, in recent, since that happened, and I understand from all the reading I've done that this is common, but since that happened, the signs have tapered off. It's like we made the connection, and, you know, he let me know he's he's still with me, and, and he's trying to let his friends know he's still with them because I don't think he realized how many people loved him, but... um yeah, I understand that's common, but I hope he comes back. <laughs> you know, I still feel his presence. It's just not as in my face as it was in the beginning when I started seeing the signs of these envy things. So mm-hmm. that's my story. You know, it's Beth, it's kind of interesting that, you know, when, when a, a son dies or a daughter, you know, as parents, we want we we want more than anything in the world to know that they are still alive 
that they are still present. And I think that that's a big question in our hearts right afterwards. And they answer right. that question. And it's almost as though when they answer it, they really don't need to do all of that again and again and again. You know, we want it. Right. And we but uh, it's at least it's been my experience that in the beginning, the communication was uh, so much more because I needed more. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but but still, we I'm sure you, as you say, you know, he's present. You you feel that in your heart, you know, that he is present. Um, I, I think that that is a very, very many parents have had that same experience. But the important thing is that they communicated with us so that we do know they're alive. Right. Right. And we were so close. We were we were so very close that um, he hangs out with me still. You know, we were very artistic and he hangs out with me in my workshop. And I still feel his encouragement. And um, but. Well, I think it's still there. I, I think he's still around. I think what it is is. As Betty said, at the beginning, a lot of times, you know, you're craving that, you need that, you want that validation, and they're doing everything they can to get it to you. And then it kind of settles and, you know, it settles in and you're, you know, you start to, you know, your feelings change. I mean, you know, you're going to always miss him. That's never going to go away. And, and I think that he will come to you when you need it and when you ask and you know if you're asking every day I mean I always the way I look at it like you know I'm kind of boring almost every day I'm not always out doing something so when something's really big and really really important to me and I'm like can you please give me a sign and you know like show me the pyramid show me this you know I think when you you know they know it they feel your light pulling them and you know you're pulling and they're they're sending it And I think they do come through stronger. And I think that a lot of times it can be spontaneous. Other times it can be like, you know, when you when you need it or, you know, but they're always around and like, you know, don't ever think that he's gone. You know, he's still around and he will give you signs. And and I think it's interesting, like, you know, Laura's book is wonderful. I think that she has given a wonderful gift to people to let them know that, you know, you can ask for a certain sign and you can ask for this and ask for that. And and it happens and, and it's all it is, is it's, it's opening us up to be aware of what is around us and what they can send to us and it will make it easier. And that's that's a big part of it, too. You know, and I think that, you know, he's going to come through. I mean, I had a grandmother that came through like 20 something years after she passed and it was a surprise and it was to warn me. So I think for you, you know, he's there and he's going to come to you still And, you you know, maybe you won't know it. Maybe it will be a surprise or maybe when you really need it. And it's super important. And and I understand in some ways you're thinking, I need this every day. And I get that. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I can feel I, I, you know, you can tell. And but you also have to understand that, you know, he's yes, he's in a different place. You're in a different place. And and you can still have that connection. And that's what's really beautiful is that, you know, he isn't gone forever. It's not like you're never going to, you know have that connection, that relationship, you still have it. So, I mean, that's really beautiful that, you know, you're able to share the story and connect and that you found Forever Family. It was like you were brought there. You know, you picked up that book because 
you needed to be were you were guided there and then that guided you to forever family and and i think that's what happens to a lot of people they're they're guided into forever family foundation and all of a sudden they're like i'm not really sure how i got here or i saw it in this book or i saw it here and or i happened to catch it on a you know a podcast or you know some other you know wherever it came from you know i always feel like we're drawn to that and i feel like that's what happened yeah. for you is that your son did that he pulled you to a place to get you somewhere so that you could be connected and reconnected with him. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. That's... Yeah. I feel like he, he said, mom, I know it hurts, but check this out. I know you believe this stuff. Go check this out. Okay. And I actually, I was lucky enough to get into the grief retreat in, in the summer. So yeah, mm-hmm. forever family, they helped me a lot. So, and I listen uh, to you guys all the time. So thank you for, for you know, it's so cool that you guys can do this. Well, Beth, I wanted to say one thing before you go is that you said you, you feel that he hangs out with you in the studio. I think there are many, many mm-hmm. subtle ways that they experiment with us through our work experiment. Mm-hmm. That they We experience them through our work. I have found I'm not an artist, but I'm a writer. And I often feel thoughts come to me. And I, I feel quite certain that, you know, that I, they didn't originate in me <laughs> and that they would be the yeah. kind of I suggest. So he's probably right there with you. Inspiring your work. Yeah, yeah. right. Subtle. Right. The conversation gets much more subtle, I think. Right. Yeah. But he's with you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you lady. You. Thanks Thank for letting you me share. Oh, we're happy you did. Have a great wow. night. Good night. We have another. Pardon me, Janet. No, I just said that was really wonderful that he came through to her in so many different ways. You know, I just I love hearing that. Because it also shows other people that, you know, you don't think they can come through, and they do. They come through all the time. So how wonderful is that? Right. And the pyramids. That's, yeah, the pyramids. Yeah. Is that another caller? Yes. Jamil is on the line. Hi, Jamil. Hi, Jamil. Hello. Hi. Hello. Is Jamil? Yes. This is she. Hold on. Just a, I'm sorry. I'm listening to the radio and the time is. Oh, oh, I know. Um, you know, there's a relax. Let me just turn this one down and then I can. I wasn't hearing. Yeah, if you turn okay. it off, you'll have to. Let's try again. Let us hear you, Jamil. Are you okay, there? hello. Hello. I am here. Can... Okay, good. Hi, That's can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We can hear you. That's you great. I do. Thank you so very much for welcoming me. I, um, my mother, Juliet Nightingale, she transitioned, um, the 12 years ago in, uh, uh, February. And, um, when she transitioned, she was a multiple near death experiencer and she had a program on GBS radio. I'm forever grateful for BBS radio forever grateful for BBS radio. I can't tell you how much. Um, and she being a multiple near-death experiencer prepared me for her departure in ways that I had no way of knowing until she actually made the transition. And at this stage in my journey, I finally have found, um, 13 years, you know, beginning 13 years, I found my feet. Uh, <laughs> grief is a great teacher. And it's, um, I really am committed now to sharing my story and to 
honoring my truth and I am so grateful to Forever Family Foundation for offering this platform because I um, have been listening to this program and just determined that this is the time I'm going to come out now and talk. So I've been listening to you all for all this time, practicing in my mind, well, how would I say my story? So (laughs) um, what I want to, I just really want to share that when my mother transitioned, I was with her. And to this day, it was the the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she had been sick, and she uh, we were prepared. She and I were very open in our discourse about her preparation. She is still with us. She was very clear. Her next step was to be embracing a light body that she could be of greater service on this planet at this time of our profound transition that we are all in. And intellectually, that was all fine and good. Um, Yeah, mom. (laughs) And then the day came and when I was with her, I was sitting at the foot of her bed and I was meditating with her because I had received a message from somebody who had stayed overnight with us uh, to help. She was a dear Sharon. She had helped us um, periodically in those last days. And she gave me a message from a dream that mom was ready and she just needed to regulate her breathing. And she wasn't breathing very well. She was hunched over and these sorts of things. So I, I was sitting with her at her bedside. I pushed her back on her bed so she was as relaxed as she could be. She was fully, fully present. And she never slept the whole entire time we shared. So she was fully present even though I knew her body was not well. And I began meditating with her. I And I started breathing and then I transferred my breath to hers. And then at once, I opened my eyes, and I saw these beautiful white lights like snowflakes. These beautiful, brilliant lights came down above her head in this brilliant rhythm. They came down and covered her whole entire body, and with one feel sweep, took her right out, that same area that opened right above her her head. And it was so beautiful. I just, I was taken by the beauty and the love that would come for her and that I knew in that instant that she had gone well, that she was, she was good. And she didn't allow me any conflict in that. She just, it was just so beautiful to see her carried like that. And then the next day, I finally, you know, was in shock and all those things. And I went to bed and I was sleeping and I had a a, a vision and this dead kind of sleep because I hadn't slept or eaten really for 10 weeks. And I was also quite ill myself at that point. And I was in this 
kind of days sleep, and she came to me in this vision, and she said, Jamil, Jamil, come here, come here. And I said, Mom, I cannot move from this bed. And we're having this real-life conversation. I'm like, I am not going anywhere. And she's like, no, you've got to come. you got to come. So we drug my bed to the edge of this balcony. And I could open my eyes, and I saw her. She was in the form of a little ball. I could. She gave me her face, and and she was swinging in this like this little ball, and she was full of joy, just this gold white joyful light, and she was swinging like she was swinging. And then I heard this music, and it was so beautiful. It was the first time I cried. And this music just took me over. I was like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. And I just started bawling. It woke me up. And then I was back in my body, and I was like, goodness, between worlds, please. You know, oh, my God, Mom, you're really good. You're really okay. And thank you, thank you. And then the, the um, she had been part of a choir called Nashville and Harmony, and she was very, very um, close with the conductor and the good people there, and I had informed them this was a Saturday that she had left on Saturday, and then the vision was on Sunday. And then I got emails from three of the people in the choir and the conductor whenever I got back to my email, and they, they all told me that that Sunday, and I can't verify the time, of course, they had been practicing and they sang, they had gone and they were in a church and they had gone to this place over in a well that went up into the, uh, an area that was open over balconies. They specifically mentioned these balconies. They were singing up to her and they were singing her this lovely song and they all felt her presence. And I, I am so grateful for that because I never realized how much I would need that in this long journey that I've had because so many things that I believed about the spiritual world were tested um, right away. My mother protected me. I never questioned my intuition. I never questioned the spiritual beings that we communed with. I never questioned things like blinking lights and, um, you know, intuition had a place at the head of the table in our house. Like, I, I, it never occurred to me that other people didn't think like that. And then when she was gone, I realized, oh, <laughs> everybody doesn't think like that. So it's been kind of a a a, a uh, a late, I'm very late, I think, uh, in developing that awareness that, you know, hey, um, I was kind of spoiled. And now I feel like, okay, I want to give back. I want to share. And I feel ready. And so thank you for listening to my story. <laughs> oh, it's, it's we a, thank you. <laughs> we thank you. That's an incredible story and very well told. Yes. <laughs> It's really beautiful in the way that, you know, you're telling it, you can see the expression of love in that deepness of the experience, which to me is really, you know, it's really amazing when you're in that. And like, you know, just as you were speaking about it, 
you could tell how you were going through it and what you were experiencing and the beautiful, you know, valued experience with your mom that you got to have. I just, you know, you're very fortunate for that because a lot of people would never, you know, even understand to like go into that like you did. And I think that's really beautiful because you got to have that experience with her. And then she gives you another experience, you know, on top of that, that brought validation from the people around you, which is really awesome because, you know, again, you were paying attention and a lot of times people just brush it off, but you got to really not only have that experience, but you got to understand it and you can kind of, you know, that's your story now. That's part of you. And, you know, you have that, that experience that, you know, a lot of people, if they would push it aside, and they would just let it go, they would be missing out. And that's kind of what part of this whole thing is about, too, is to remind people that, you know, anything you have like that, any kind of experience, it's not only your experience, it's part of your story now, part of your life, part of your, you know, intuition that's going to be building more and more around you. And, you know, your mom was so in tune and that, you know, it's like she kind of carried that through you or to you. And now there's also another connection the two of you have. So I think that's really, you know, a really beautiful story. And I'm glad you called in and shared that. Yes. And not only is it like your story, <laughs> Jamia, it's that's why you want to tell it, because it belongs to our species. That, you yes. know, that if we hmm. dying and experiencing the light coming lovingly, taking us out of our body into another dimension, this is an experience that people need to hear. And that's why I think you mm-hmm. really want to tell your story. And and just for the Western world, we need that so much validation. You had the choir, people in the choir who also felt her. Uh, it just oh, like, it's a story that you need to tell again and again. Right. Well, and you know what else? What, what's really interesting is when you're talking about the light, you know, I, I've had an experience not like that, but I've had my own with something with light. And I always remember saying it wasn't an earth love. It wasn't a light of the earth. It was something so much more powerful and loving and beautiful. And you can't even express it with words because I've never had that before. And so as you were telling the story, Jamal, I kept thinking, I I think I kind of know what you're saying because it's so deep. It's so, the experience is so rich and loving and beautiful and how, how you know what adjectives can you possibly use to describe it when it was so much more you know and it, that's what makes it so beautiful too it's like you went you know you go you go further in it, it's like so deep so I just you know I think that's really really you know a beautiful story it's so many of the near-death experiencers and your mother certainly was one they always say that if the light is so filled with love and so powerful there's no way to describe it even though they always try to describe it but you wanted to say jamal i i I interrupted you oh i wanted to hear what you had to say keep going yeah (laughs) i liked so much of what you shared Jamil, um, and I, you know, I'm like 99 and a half percent sure that Betty was a guest on your mom's radio show way back when. Oh, and Juliet Nightingale. I have a folder in my office, and, oh, really? and she was a gentle, loving spirit. And to hear you talk about her looking at her next step as embracing a light body to be of greater service 
in the transition that we're all in totally knocks me out. And and I loved also when you were describing the the love and the beauty came for her. How perfect. I know. <laughs> How perfect. Oh, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I just love it. You know what? I mean, it's probably the way it is, and it's just missed, you know, that by people who aren't maybe aware that it's happening right now or aren't in a position to perceive it given the emotions and the yeah. other things but it was also so beautiful that you got the message from that other person who had been nearby for a few days about meditating with her and helping her with her and breathing she was and ready she's getting ready but you have to help her regulate her breathing you know or oh, she needs to it just was so I say, Jamil, you did a beautiful job in telling this story. You, and you certainly and you did. did. It and I'm so impressed so that I had been with him. Mother, that is, so, oh yes. that is so moving. Yes, and and you know, yeah, it, it, you know, it, Betty, I um, I listened to all of my mother's programs more than once, and I was very moved by your story with her. And I I found your information in her archiving things and when I saw that you were going to be on tonight I knew that this was the night I was going to have to talk <laughs> I was like no it's real oh, Betty's I'm on so- tonight you're you're going I'm like okay so oh, <laughs> yeah I'm, that. I'm just oh. so that this just so touches my heart yeah. I'm I'm so pleased it's uh and I'm so honored that I t- that your mother and I talked <laughs> oh yeah yeah she she mm-hmm. left a legacy mm-hmm. she certainly legacy. did and you know, in yeah, well, I was just thinking about how the saying that you can only see what you believe. <laughs> you know, you believe it when you see mm-hmm. it, or know that when you believe that it. you can only believe it if you and oh. see it if you believe it. And I, that's not always true. But I think you and your mother were were so prepared. You prepared you so beautifully, and you just worked together so well that you actually experienced that with her. I, I am just so deeply impressed with that, and I am so glad that you came on tonight to tell oh, that story yeah. and that I was able to hear it. Oh, nice. Yeah, no. I mean, what a bond! I mean, you help her, her breathe on her last breath, and then she comes back for you the next day and takes you away for a while. Yeah, this ball of energy, <laughs> so amazing. Well, you have a story, and people <laughs> yeah, but, worth telling, and you need to tell it. <laughs> people need to hear oh, it. God bless you. Thank you. Oh man, I thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we what a gift. You. Yeah, we thank you so much. Oh, bless you. You too. And you. Thank you. have yeah. been blessed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I um I if somebody else is in line, I don't want to take up too much time. So <laughs> I could keep talking to you for a really long time. The whole the whole state of mind. Um, in the last days of her transition and the way that I, uh, I, I'm just grateful I've had this time that I survived these last 12 years. Oh my God, what a roller coaster it's been, the grieving and all the, you know, finding my feet again and, you know, talking to people about this stuff and just having to grow up and realize, you know, that, you know, in the beginning, simple things like my mother and I always shared our dreams. We were each other's dream journals. That was just so normal. And then, you know, I would share a dream and it would scare people the way, and it was just a lot of fear I had to um, face around spirituality, around anything that isn't um, 
I, I, I couldn't even conceive what the five senses were. I had to really start from the beginning and say, well, your five senses are this, and this is how people relate. And anything not like that could possibly scare them. And the reason that mattered is because when you frighten them, they are, can be very hurtful. And I did understand that wasn't necessarily their intention, but it really made me, it, it was such a a lot of emotion to sort through in the very beginning without having anybody to talk to. And the dear people who were trying to help me grieve, which is why I so appreciate Forever Family Foundation and the way they go about it. I was so fortunate to attend the last, I think it was the last, um, retreat that they had here in Connecticut before dear Fran transitioned. Hi, Fran. Um, they, yeah, absolutely. But the way that they bring in the invitation for the discarnate spirit to commune with us, mm-hmm. um, really resonated with me because in the beginning, you know, the way grieving is presented is that it's just a total loss. And with the materialist paradigm, everything is dead, everything is over, and it's all about what's lost. And I was fully aware in the beginning that my mother was never going to leave me and that we were going to have a new relationship. And there was going to be a process now to release the old. And, And there was nowhere to... I couldn't explain that, um, obviously, in that state, but I felt like this, you know, the fact that she had this program that I could re- recall that, I, you know, your work, that it, many people's work that I was very attracted to, and then the possibility of, you know, building a new conversation was clearly within sight, and that gave me hope. That gave me like, okay, well, Jamil, you got to figure this out because you, you know, you can bring something to the conversation, right? Right? You know, like I had to really cheer myself up sometimes to think. And then, right after, I feel like I finished my mother's shift with BBS because she, I don't know, she would never have been through that girl. She never finished, so she just keeps going in another realm now. But I did three years on the BBS platform and those were the, really the only people I talked to for those three years. So it, um, it really made a difference to be able to have somebody to at least share, you know, these levels of intelligence with it. I, I'm forever humbled. We, we can do this and wow, what a, what a, our work is cut out for us, shall we say. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with the relationship that you and your mother had and how she prepared you. I mean, you, what a fortunate gift to have her as your mother. And she, you as a child, you must have made uh, a contract, <laughs> as they say, on the other side. But, you know, with this relationship like this, I am sure that there is now building uh, this under the new relationship and she will, and you will work together now in a new way. I just, I think it's a very inspiring story and, and, and two exceptional people, you know, working together. Right. 
Well, yeah, thank you very much for calling in. And I think we have a couple more callers here, too. So, yes, so thank you so much. Thank you very much. Feel free to call again um, next month. Yeah, call with uh, the fourth Thursday of the month. Take care and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bless you all. Bye bye. Bye. Joanne, are you still waiting for us? I am. I'm here. Oh, Oh, thank Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, so the story I want to tell you happened a number of years ago now. I was living in London, um, and I was always very interested in psychic stuff and mediumship stuff. And I think it was my sister who told me she'd read about this place called the SAGB, the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain. So I thought, you know, I would look them up and see what they were about. And they did, or still do, I think. Um, mediumship demonstrations and classes and all that kind of stuff. So I decided I was going to go and see a woman um, who was a psychic artist. So she would draw the people that she got through in spirit. So I made plans with a friend to go um, to this demonstration. And the night before I went, I had this really vivid dream um, about being in this room. I'd never been to the SAGB before until this time. I was in this room. Um, it's like a big lecture hall, and there were um, there's an aisle down the middle and seats on either side and a stage at the front. And I was sitting in the um, second row and the third seat in, and I could see this woman on stage, and she had an, um, an easel, and she started drawing, and she said, um, this woman in her life would never have believed in any of this stuff. She was very religious. Um, she came from the north of England, and I get the names Helen and Margaret and Alan, which are my uh, sister, my mum, and my dad. Um, and she said, does anyone know who this is? And I raised my hand and said, yeah, I think it's my grandmother. And she said, yes, yeah, she looks like you. And then I woke up, and I wrote this down, because I'm like, this is kind of weird. I just so vivid. So I wrote it down. And the next day, I decided not to tell my friend about it. I wanted to see where she would sit when we went into this room. <clears throat> so we went to the reading and she sat in the second row on the left-hand side in the third seat in, which is where I'd been sitting in my dream. Um, and up on the stage, so, you know, there was a woman with her easel and she started drawing. And I had, as I was sitting there, I was having like, like pins and needles. I just could tell that something was going to happen. And she started drawing and said, um, this woman in her lifetime would never have believed this. She was very religious. She came from the north of England. I get the names Helen and Margaret and Alan. Um, and she said, does anyone know who this is? And I raised my hand. I said, yes, I think it's my grandmother. And she said, yes, she looks like you. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> and I'd never met my grandmother. She died 13 years before I was born, but I knew her from pictures. And she presented herself as looking you know, younger when she did, when she was probably in her 20s or 30s. And I took the picture back and showed my mother. And she's like, this is amazing. It looks just like her. Um, wow! What a wonderful connection <laughs> story. Oh, I love it. Yeah, That's nothing like that story. has ever happened since. I've had some other things, but nothing like that. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that would be hard to be to, hard to beat to, to replicate. <laughs> be hard to that. Yeah, but, you know, it's just so wonderful yeah. to hear these stories because if you know, living in the world today and seeing so much pain and suffering. And people who don't think there's anything else, when you hear stories like this, it just makes your heart yeah. grateful. I mean, you know, this kind of thing is so, in, it's so inspiring. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well I'm so glad I wrote it down. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I just was saying, and you, you know, you received validation, you know, really quick, which was wonderful. And you, you were in tune and, you know, you paid attention and I love that. Like you said, you wrote it down. I think that's wonderful. (laughs) I do. I love it. Yeah. When I doubt myself, I go back and look at that. (laughs) When I I didn't have my husband at the time and he, my husband's slightly more skeptical than I am. I'm like, look, I wrote this down. (laughs) (laughs) It did actually happen. When we are around people who are more skeptical, that's what I I was saying, too, is that it's just so wonderful to have that to go to and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know this. (laughs) Right. That is really that's a wonderful story. I love hearing that because, you know, it it also makes you kind of reevaluate everything that you think. And you're like, wait a minute. okay, that happened. And it just happened like that. It can always keep happening. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful about it. There's a whole universe yeah. of possibility. <laughs> yeah, it happened. I was in my early 20s at the time. So it's kind of that piece of it has sort of guided me through my life until this point, knowing that that is, you know, a possibility and knowing that there is, you know, yeah. life beyond death. Um, yeah. And it can wow. be so incredibly creative. <laughs> nice comment. <Wow. laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> nice comment. Thank you okay. for telling us Wonderful. that. No kidding. Yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Wow, how wonderful. I mean, her grandmother was right. She was spot on. Oh, boy. That's a different kind of story. No, it is. (laughs) Ah, that was cool. That was was fun. We have another one? Yes, we have Lori from Missouri. Good evening, Lori. Thank you for waiting. Oh, hi. Um, Um, so yeah, I've, I've been listening to all these stories and they're so beautiful and amazing. And, um, mine is maybe a couple steps down from that. It's, uh, more of a, an experience, but more of a question. So I, I had a, um, a strange occurrence. It's happened, uh, several months ago that I've been kind of thinking about and wondering about it. I think about it every morning because so one morning I was leaving this is my routine. Every morning when I leave for work, I say goodbye to my two dogs and I get treats and I, I put one in each hand and I squat down and I hold my arms like out to the side, give them the treat and the treat in my right hand vanished. Even as I'm saying this, I'm like, I, I know you're probably thinking I'm crazy. Um, oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, I mean, it, it vanished and my dog just jumped back and I thought, well, wait, wait, what, what happened? And I, I can't even begin to tell you how, like, I just, my mind was just blown because it disappeared. And I don't, I guess maybe I'm even wanting validation that I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> but then I went, obviously I got the, another treat, squatted down and gave it to my dog, and she was very, like, whoa, because she was looking around, like, what just happened? You know, <laughs> she saw it disappear, too. Oh, oh, my gosh. So, she validated anyway, crazy. <laughs> she's like, yeah, whoa, this happened. Um, I told my husband that night, and it's like, this is what happens, and he's like, well, you know, maybe you dropped it. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I'm like, it disappeared. I saw it. It was there, and it was gone. And she didn't need it. It wasn't near enough. And, you know, we kind of, he kind of was like, well, this might have happened. This might have happened. And I start, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. Okay. So the next morning, every morning after that, I squat down and my dog is hesitant and kind of jumps back. And 
I don't know. Um, I, this, this, I, this story, this story isn't like any of your others you've had. So I wasn't even sure if it was appropriate that I called. But Absolutely. what the heck? Absolutely. Does, does that happen? I think it can. I, mean, I think you know. You do you think it could be like another pet that has passed, or what is it? Um, I can't think of when they uh, an item appears. What is the word for that? My brain, I suddenly have brain lock here. Um, <laughs> Betty, can you think? Can you think of what I'm talking about? Where you have like it's spontaneously something will like sometimes a spirit will come through and leave something for someone, and you know you might find a coin. Or you might find, you know, something else laying around. It could be, you know, a little, you know, circle of something or, you know, something spontaneous comes through. And and I'm wondering if it happens like the opposite for you or in your home or if you have another animal there that it just disappears like that. I mean, I know that sounds very strange, but I, I would not be surprised on something like that happening because things like that happen all the time. Um Gosh, I cannot think of the word I am trying to come up with for that. But if I come up with it, I can, you know, I'll, I'll just say it during our show. <laughs> Good, because I, I can't come up with what you mean either. But uh, one thing about that happening is that one, it, it's very important because, number one, it makes us question the so-called scientific materialistic laws we've been living by. And that's a great breakthrough mm-hmm. from the other dimension is that you have to question that you saw it disappear. Now, everybody else who hears about it is going to say, oh, well, now, wait a minute. Let me think. Because we're all brought up with a very false, limited worldview about everything being material. And we we just are so shocked when those laws are broken <laughs> right before us. So mm-hmm. whatever happened, it's certainly uh demonstrated that there are other laws in the universe that we don't know about. <laughs> and, well, and, and Pat, well, Betty, yeah. it, it came up, it's airport. If you have an airport, that's what it is. If it's oh, you know, oh. something comes out of nowhere, it's an airport, you know, and that's what spirit will bring to you. It just, I knew I would come up with it. I just, Good for you. It. <laughs> I, didn't know but it's, I think, you know, if it's something like that, I wonder, you know, why couldn't it happen the opposite way? Why can't things disappear in somebody's home? You know, I mean, people say, oh, you know, one minute this was here and the next minute it wasn't. Or, for example, in my house, I have things that move. I have a a picture frame that moves or something will go off. I had a door open. So, you know, there's things like that that can happen. So it can happen both ways. So that does not surprise me at all. You know, when you say that happens, I think that's really cool. You know, I mean, I'm sure that you probably do think, oh, my gosh, am I going crazy? But at the same time, I think that it's important to just pay attention and see is something else, you know, if does something else little go missing or is something appearing or is there someone around that time that passed that is maybe trying to come through and leave you a message? You know, think about when that happened. Was there some time around that time where someone, a loved one, was coming through? So, you know, you can think, look at it that way as well. I mean, there can be, they can come through in all different ways and they can make things happen around you in all different ways. And, and in your case, it, it seems like it's something that is, physical where sometimes people will have something spiritual so if that happened Mm -hmm. you know I I think that you know I would go back and you know think about who passed around that time and see if it's something like that or if it's maybe an animal that you had that had passed around that time or you know was something else going on but yeah I think that's kind of cool or is it just is it could it be the universe that wants your attention right right 
It could be that too. Mm-hmm. That's good, Betty. You know, it's very they possible. Got it. Maybe, you know, yeah, you got it. That's good. <laughs> and you're open to other things that don't follow the old rules that we know right. are correct. We know that they're right. Not I I but, am. Um, you know, it's so funny because when it happened, I after that happened, I just you know after I got past the whoa moment, I I was like, okay, is someone messing with me? Um, and I didn't think, I actually, I didn't think about a dog until I was at lunch today and I hadn't told anyone that because the whole, this story, cause I thought this is crazy and it's a weird story. It's a dog treat. It's nothing like, oh, I had something amazing happen. This was a dog it treat. Is amazing. This it is, was amazing. I mean, yes. but it's kind of silly, you know, so I, I didn't. I didn't tell, I thought, you know what, but every morning I was trying, I try to repeat it and see if it happens. I'm like, I try and get in the same position in the same area and I do the same thing. And then the dog, they, the treat doesn't disappear. So, but today when I, I decided to tell a friend I went to lunch with, who is super open to everything and she might be listening to the show today. Uh, um, but I told her the story cause I knew she would not be. But when I told her, I thought, oh, I wonder if it was a dog that had passed before. I don't, but then it's funny that Janet had just said that. So yeah, that is, but you know, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I think that <clears throat> it's very important that, that we see how marvelous this is and how magical or miraculous it is because it's not a small thing. Because think of how difficult that would be for a material mm-hmm. object to disappear. That's something big. That's something to, mm-hmm. to pay attention to. And you know, it's very I, unique. I, it is. Right. I, you know, and I was thinking the same thing. Unique. Maybe it was a communication for the dog. Oh, and you opened be- a kind of a little uh, space for oh, that to create if there was some special being or another um, four-legged uh, being, human, whatever, spirit that yeah, we just had don't a special know. connection with the dog. But your dog retained the memory of what that was like to have that disappear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Even today, she's still, and that was several months ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. She still was like, hesitates, like, is this going to happen again, mom? You know, I think it's, I think it's important that, you know, I think it's important you give yourself a break and and accept it for what it is that it did happen. And, you know, Mm -hmm. thank the universe, thank whoever was coming through to give me that. And I think, you know, just like you said, it may happen again, it might not, but it, it got your attention. And maybe that's what it was supposed to do is bring you more in tune to know that there's a lot out there that's possible and maybe there's more to come. Yeah. Maybe in a different that. way. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you so much right. for telling us. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for calling in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, I appreciate all of your help and guidance. So thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a cool story. I know. Imagine her dog. We're sitting there. Now you see it. No, you don't. What? Right. <laughs> like they, you know, she knows magic and she didn't know it, you know, but, but what I, I think it's really awesome too, because it makes, you know, it kind of makes everybody wonder. And, and I find this really fascinating because I've had so many unusual things that happen. And, you know, you guys know this as well, that I have a lot of things that move or happen in my house. And so it's kind of like if everybody had that and we were aware, how much more in tune would we become? Because now we're aware of it. So what else is around us that we maybe don't see or experience that maybe they're kind of opening the door for her, you know, and saying, hey, pay attention. You know, I'm here. 
you know, this is a good way to get your attention. And, you know, I'm sure she's, you know, with having, you know, giving her dogs treats every morning, I'm sure she's very in tune with her pups. And, you know, that that's something that's very loving around her. And, you know, think about that, how when we have any kind of situation like that, you know, it does bring that, you know, love is a big, a big factor in all of this. Yes. Well, I think we have another caller. Oh, yeah, we do. Hi, Nick. Uh, hello. Um, uh, uh, forgive me, I have a little speech impediment because I had some dental work done. Uh, I have a question, not an experience, although I've really enjoyed listening to the experiences that they were related in the show tonight. Very, very heartening stuff. Yes. Um, uh, I'll try to get uh, to the point here. Uh, I have been doing a lot of research about things paranormal, um, spiritual, uh, metaphysical, um, because of something that happened to me a couple of years ago. And um, uh, I've been really trying to figure out, uh, well, to try to make more contact with my my mom, which may seem odd because I'm officially an old man. Uh, but... Um, um, one of the spirit, one of the metaphysical types, uh, he's into metaphysics, that I started kind of following a little bit, uh, really intrigued me because I'm trained as an engineer and a physicist um, with all of his theories and concepts, and it all made a lot of sense. But um, uh, he hit uh, a wall with me uh, at one point in a couple of videos I watched, where he very explicitly said that when one the transition, pass on, die, um, you very quickly begin to forget your life here, like a dream, Daisy. And I uh, just flatly uh, don't buy it. And uh, because I didn't, I mean, I felt like, saying, well, how do you explain near-death experiences or how the fact that when people do have near-death experiences, they the first thing they, uh, that happens is they're greeted by all their loved ones. Or how when pe or, or when people go to mediums and, and get very explicit contact from uh, a loved one who has passed, and I, you know, I I've been very much you know interested in following the work of the Forever Family Foundation, and I I love the video that was one of the the mini series that was on Netflix. I thought that was extremely compelling, and I am. Um, you know, I won't go into any more discussion on why I disagree with that concept, but I was wondering if, if you could comment on that, because I know all of you have had some very uh, ex uh, specific experiences with uh, contact with uh, ones who have transitioned. Well, Am I'll I say making very any quickly, sense? You are, Nick, and I will say very quickly that I, I also uh, agree with you. <laughs> I don't think that we have to forget at all. There's too much evidence of the memory again and again and again. But uh, uh, Janet, mm -hmm. let's hear from you. Nick needs to hear from you on this. Yeah, I know we only have a couple of minutes, but I, I was going to, I totally agree with you, Betty. And, you know, I, I think that we don't forget. I just think that, you know, we have, you know, we're here and that when we go to the other side, that we have our memory with us and that we are still all whole and full. And I think when we come back, it changes so that we can have new experiences. But that's, that's the short answer. We might have to continue this next month. <laughs> I yes. think we only have a minute left, so I think we're going to have to go, and I really apologize for that. Oh, uh, it's okay. 
Please call, call again, again, but but we're yeah. with you on this one. <laughs> yes, I, I, I totally agree with him. I, I don't believe that we forget. I, I really don't. I'm not sure who all says that, but not from my experiences. But I know we have to finish. So let me say the Mahayama prayer, the may all beings everywhere with whom we are inseparably interconnected be fulfilled, awakened, liberated, and free. May there be peace in this world and throughout the entire universe. And may we all together complete the spiritual journey. Okay, and that's it. Well, Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you.